The reading today can be found on page 1007 of the Bibles. We're reading from John, chapter 3, beginning at the 22nd verse. After this, Jesus and his disciples went out into the Judean countryside, where he spent some time with them and baptised. Now John also was baptising at Anon near Salim, because there was plenty of water and people were coming and being baptised. This was before John was put in prison. An argument developed between some of John's disciples and a certain Jew over the matter of ceremonial washing. They came to John and said to him, Rabbi, that man who was with you on the other side of the Jordan, the one you testified about, look, he is baptising and everyone is going to him. To this John replied, A person can receive only what is given from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Messiah, but am sent ahead of him. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him, and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine, and is now complete. He must become greater, I must become less. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, but no one accepts his testimony. The person who has accepted it has certified that God is truthful, for the one whom God has sent speaks the word of God, for God gives a spirit without limit. The Father loves the Son and has placed everything in his hands. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Great, Val, thank you very much indeed for reading. I'd love you to have that open, page 1007. Uh, in the Green Bibles, as uh, I just offer one or two thoughts, one main thought really from this before we move into communion. Before we do that, let's, um, let's pray and ask God to help us, feed us from his word. Lord, thank you that you, you say in your words, which of you fathers would give um, a stone instead of bread? Thank you, Lord, that this is, um, this is food to nurture and sustain and feed us. So we pray that you'd enable us by your spirit to feed on you through your word and by your spirit today. For Jesus' sake, amen. Who does he think he is? Who does he think he is? Isn't that what the disciples of John, John's followers, are really saying? Verse 26, they come to John said to him, Rabbi, that one who is with you on the other side of the Jordan, the one you testified about, look, he's baptizing and everyone's going to him. You're, you're John the Baptist. Everyone's going to him. Who does he think he is? How galling. Imagine you've been working in a company for several years. You've been faithful employee and actually you've, you, over the years you've been um, you've proved yourself worthy 
you've begin, begun to bring in clients. You've got one or two quite big contracts, actually, on your CV that's brought in quite a bit of income. Um, you've done well, established yourself, a little niche within the company and the, and the market where you work and operate best. And then someone else, another employee who, you know, nothing particularly remarkable about him for some time, actually just comes to the fore and he starts to get all the contracts, all the work. He's the one getting the, the bonuses and the, uh, the promotions. Who does, who does he think he is? My, um, I can't prove this, but I, I, have a, I have a feeling that John and Jesus will have known each other from an early age. You remember that Elizabeth, John's mother, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, were distant cousins. They were related. And in, don't, don't think of um, uh, first century Palestine like we think of London, this sort of enormous city with so many people we can't possibly know. These are small little communities uh, that will have known each other quite well. And I suspect that John and Jesus will have known each other growing up uh, in boyhood, at young adulthood, and as young men. Um, it may be that the Spirit of God had not yet fully revealed to the various people the true identity of Jesus. So Jesus was um, Jesus bar Joseph, Jesus the son of Joseph. Uh, until, of course, eventually um, John comes as one testifying to the light who, who, who says, look, the Lamb of God. And he begins to see exactly who Jesus is and tells others. But for quite some time, they will have known each other. And I wonder whether... John's disciples here are not saying to John, who does he think he is? This Jesus, son of Joseph. Baptizing, and everyone's going to him. And the question, I guess, for us of John, and maybe the question to ask of ourselves, I wonder, is John, is John tempted to jealousy here? Is he tempted to jealousy? I wonder whether we are tempted from time to time, to feel a little bit envious or resentment, uh, resentful, a little bit bitter or jealous of other people as they appear to emerge into the limelight or take center stage in whatever realm or sphere it might be. Is John jealous of Jesus? The answer is categorically no, he's not. You see what uh, John replies in verse 27. A person can receive only what is given from heaven. And just turn back, as I've said before, and we'll continue to see in John's gospel, that so much of the gospel was actually sown in microcosm in the prologue. Chapter 1 and verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, referring to Jesus so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. A man sent from God, a man who has received from heaven. Verse 27 of chapter 3, John's own testimony. And he goes on. You, you can see for yourselves. I, I, I said I'm not the Messiah, but I'm sent ahead of him to testify to him, to, to prepare people for him. Why is John not jealous of Jesus? Because John knows what God has called him to do. John knows that God has called him to be the, if you like, the police, uh, uh, what's it, the sort of police escort. You know, when you have a great big, important or fragile uh, vehicle um, on a motorway or something like that, in order to warn all the other uh, road users. Ahead, there is a police car with flashing lights. Uh, and th 
the idea of the police car with the flashing lights driving slowly is not to draw attention to itself, but to draw attention to that which comes behind. Be careful, or be aware, pay attention. And that's John's role here. He is the police escort to the Messiah. He himself is not the Messiah. But he's not jealous because he knows his role. He knows what God uniquely and specifically has called him to do. And so he can talk, in verse 29, of his joy coming. This joy is mine, and it's now complete. He knows that he's the best man, as it were, to the most important person, the most important man at a wedding, the bridegroom. And John has come as the best friend or the best man to the bridegroom to prepare everyone and everything so that the groom may come and take his bride. And that's what Jesus has come, to win his bride, the church, to himself. And because John knows that calling, his joy is in him and his joy is complete. Sent and commissioned by God, such that he can say, verse 30, he must become greater, that's Jesus, I must become less. Which is kind of counterintuitive to the human heart and to the human psyche. We're always wanting, tempted, aren't we, to propel ourselves and to promote ourselves, to ensure our sense of self-worth and significance, to, to safeguard ourselves. It is to put ourselves forward, to strengthen ourselves. And John actually, in a slightly counterintuitive way, I must decrease, I must become less, because I know that ultimately my joy and satisfaction is found in promoting him. Well, is that true of us as we live our lives? The question is, like John, what is, what is God uniquely calling you to do for him? How is God uniquely calling you to testify to Jesus? Now, for some, it may be directly speaking of him the work, if you like, of, a, of a, a teacher or perhaps more specifically an evangelist. But it may be that he's made you really good with numbers or figures and you're training or have trained as an accountant. Well, account for Jesus. I, I, I don't mean sneak Jesus into conversations while you're doing... Just do your accounting so well, in such a way, with such joy and delight, because God's made you that way, that Jesus radiates out of you. And prayerfully, you're perhaps looking for opportunities to be an inviter, or to show some way that Jesus is increased in your life as you decrease. Or if you're a doctor, or a nurse, or a school teacher, you're a managing consultant, whatever it is that God has placed in you, called you to be, and anointed you to be, then be it, do it, in such a way that you decrease, and he increases, so that you know the joy of being sent and commissioned by him not for your own glory, but for the glory of the one who calls you. Testifying to Jesus with others so that your joy may be complete. Do you know the little mnemonic to remember? Joy. J-O-Y. Jesus first. Others. Yourself. Testifying to Jesus to his love, his commitment, his faithfulness to other people in whatever way he calls you to do that, sometimes using words where appropriate or necessary, but just in the way in which we serve him in our lives, worship him, 
with all of our lives so that our joy may be complete. Joy. Jesus, others, yourself. Or as John the Baptist says, he must become greater, I must become less. A moment of quiet. Just to reflect on the ministry and the witness of John pointing to the light and the life of the world. That's Jesus. A moment to us, for us to reflect over the coming days and weeks as we head into Advent and the preparation itself for Christmas. The people, the places, the opportunity that God gives us where we can testify to him. asking for God's strength and God's anointing that we may do it with joy Father we thank you for the call on John's life we thank you for the call on our life to testify to your light and life. And Father, we ask that as we seek to do that in these coming days and weeks, you would fill us with your joy. And this we ask for your glory. Amen.